Good morning, y'all. This is Bud Elliott on January 25th. Yeah, January 25th. And we are getting ready to do our episode for Florida State Recruiting. This is the big visit weekend. FSU has a bunch of guys coming in. Uh, I haven't even really counted it up, but uh, my list has a lot of names on it. So could be a really good weekend for Florida State. Uh, signing day is obviously uh, about a week and a half away. So that, that is uh, obviously the first Wednesday in February. Let's first talk a little bit about, about our sponsors. Louisiana Hot Sauce has been a proud sponsor of the Nolcast for uh, for many seasons now. Man, just, just a great condiment and just something you really want to be able to put on your food. Three simple ingredients, one great taste. Also, speaking of taste, Madison Social, Madison Social, Township, and Central. Just great elements of the For the Table restaurant group. Y'all need to get down there, check it out, especially if you're in Tallahassee. This time of year, go down there. Awesome burger at Madso. Excellent Italian food at Central. And at this time of year, just being outside at Township is, man, that's that's hard to beat. This kind of weather going on right now, enjoy it up there. And, uh, well, I, you know, stay warm if y'all are in Tallahassee. So, uh, got a lot of questions about this weekend. So, so why is Florida State bringing in so many guys on one weekend, why, why don't they want to spread it out or or do this or do that? Uh, just from asking around, I, I got a couple of different answers from this. First, they already wanted to have their junior day uh, on, on on February second. That's that's the final final weekend there before National Sunday. They want to get those juniors in. They, they they know as a staff they need to hit this 2020 class out of the park. Otherwise, they're probably going to be coaching elsewhere. Right, like you have got to bring in super elite talent in 2020. We know they're bringing in some elite talents in 2019, but not enough uh, if you're going to get back and catch Clemson. So uh, that's one reason. Number two, it allows you to take an in-home visit after. Right, for some of these guys, Florida State has saved their in-home with Coach Willie Taggart to go in home to to really drive home that message after they already took their official. And, and let, let's just try to sew this thing up before National Signing Day. Uh, the other thing is that, is that it really kind of fit with where players are visiting, right? I, I think they took a look and said, okay, which other schools are having big big visit weekends, either the final weekend or three weekends before. And, and Florida State just kind of carved this out as Florida State weekend for a lot of its prospects uh, whom it likes. So that's basically why. Um, we've definitely seen Taggart and company do this before at Oregon, at USF, certainly last year at Florida State, uh, they did, and, and it was it was very successful. They, they, they closed strong. This is a really good recruiting staff. Um, there's no doubt about that. You can have some questions about some other stuff on staff. I do. I think a lot of people have much bigger questions than I do. But you know, recruiting wise, they they do a very good job. Certainly, the, the, the sales pitches are there. So a lot of people have asked as well. Hey, what, what happens on an official visit weekend? So I'll just quickly go over that uh, if we can. First of all, you, you have the tour, right? You, you want to have a tour of a campus, especially if the kid has not been on campus before. Typically, that, that's not a great sign. You want the kid to visit you, I would say, at least twice if you have a real good shot of landing him. But sometimes out-of-state kids just, just won't, right? Um, so you have a tour. Then you have meetings with, with, with coaches. They, they, they want to know. You know, coach, what what's the depth chart look like at my position? Coach, what how do I fit into your scheme? So generally that what they'll do is they'll have they'll have clips queued up of the player, uh, what he does in high school, and how that resonates within their scheme. Um, 
to be able to show, hey, you look really good doing this. We need you to do what you already do in high school right here within the context of our defense or of our offense. Hey, look, look how we get you in space here. Look how good you are in space here. So you really want to kind of show how that player fits into your scheme. Uh, and, and you have the ability to do that with your video technology there uh, in-house. Academics is a big one. You're going to meet with academic advisors. You're going to meet with potentially the dean of whatever you want to study um, or, or a, a maybe a, a, a notable professor um, in that field of study. That's going to be important. That, that also really plays uh, with, with the parents. You're going to meet your future teammates, right? Having guys on your roster who will help recruit you to this program is really big. Once your kids no longer believe in what you're doing, recruits will pick up on that vibe. We discussed this actually uh, of how you know we knew some guys who were at Miami on visits. They were really impressed with the coaches, and then and then it came time for them to get out and and you know really meet the players and go out with the players and talk honestly with them. Uh, and they basically said, "Hey, Mark Rick's lame. Don't come here." And that was relayed to me by, by some guys who, who are, are in the high school coaching game. So uh, that's really important. That's why you have a player panel to, to discuss things openly and honestly. Um, then you're going to have parents meet with coaches and staff, sometimes with, with the kids, also sometimes privately, right? Especially at night when, when the kids go out with their potential future teammates, what are the parents doing? Oftentimes they're, you know, having a good time with, with, with the coaches and, um, you know, playing some cards, meeting with them, talking about their kids' futures, just really trying to make sure that they, they have a good comfort level with this coaching staff. Uh, and then, of course, everybody's going to eat really good. That's uh, There's no doubt about that. Food on official visits is is great and has been for, for many years. So I'm, I'm just going to do a quick rundown here. This is not going to be a like, like a 40-minute show, I, I want you all to be able to digest this over your lunch break or, um, you know, maybe on your drive into work this morning, depending on when you're getting into the office. Or maybe you're taking the day off. That'd be pretty cool, too. So, uh, quarterback Lance Legendre out of New Orleans, um, he is coming in on his official visit. This is a kid that I know Florida State has liked for quite a while. There were two main concerns. Number one, the shoulder injury. Right, he had a shoulder injury over the summer. They liked him, but they weren't they weren't sure about how he was going to bounce back from that shoulder injury. The second concern was academics. Uh, you know, at least early on in his career, apparently didn't have the best grades. Now, I spoke with somebody over there. I said, "Hey, is this a kid that you you can get into school? Is he a kid you definitely can't get into school?" And they said, "He's not a lock to get into school, but with work, we think we can get him into school." And of course. They got Xavier Peters into school last year. So while that's a sample set of one, it's not a guarantee that they'll get him into school. And certainly academics and qualifying are a bit uh, of a concern. I do think that Florida State uh, likes him a lot and uh, that they may greenlight him to commit this weekend. I think we will probably get a pretty good indication of how much they like him grades-wise by whether he, you know, commits, obviously, at some point during the cycle. The main competition for him right now appears to be Miami, where he is slated to visit the next weekend. Um, We'll see if he takes that trip, I guess. Miami needs quarterbacks as well uh, in a pretty bad way, although they actually have four 
or five on their roster right now, but I think it speaks to, to what they think of their quarterbacks currently on the roster, uh, that, that they're still looking to take another high school quarterback in this class, which, you know, honestly is probably smart given all of the all that we have with transfers um, and all the tra- all the transfer process we see going out here um, on a yearly basis. So, yeah, Legendary, good size, really good athlete. The arm looks like it's bounced back. Plays in a very tough level of competition in New Orleans. That that's a guy who they they, they definitely like a lot on tape. Um, next, we're just going to go position by position here, uh, and this is a solo episode, by the way. It's just just kind of easier if I crank this out early in the morning. Uh, Alante Brown out of Chicago. He is a running back. Um, also catches the ball pretty well. Really nice athlete. Currently a Michigan State commitment, but Florida State is is. They're hoping he comes down on, on a visit. I have not confirmed with him myself, but my Florida State sources believe he's going to come down. So they would like to take a running back in this class. That was really not the initial plan, um, at, at least for a lot of the cycle, unless they found somebody they absolutely loved. However, with the with, with Amir Rasul going into the transfer portal and, and then um, Zaquandre White transferring to a junior college, that kind of leaves you down about one and a half backs as opposed to just one. The reason I say one and a half is because of Quandre White, even though he was playing linebacker, uh, he actually had the ability to play run, to play emergency running back. That's, that's what he did in high school, uh, and that's what he did in his first year uh, in the program. So Alante Brown out of Chicago um, is, is somebody I'm, I'm expecting to be down. Really good athlete. Can they flip him from Michigan State? We'll see. I, I think it says something that he's willing to take the visit. Next, uh, receiver tight end. I've got nobody on my list, so we'll just have to see kind of what comes of that if, if they if they do bring anybody in. Maybe one thing of note is that uh, we did see Ron Dugans on Twitter uh, follow Jonathan Mingo, who is a uh, kid out of Mississippi, a, a target for Florida State at receiver. Well, I don't think they'll get him in for this weekend, maybe they'll see if, if he can come in on the following weekend. Um, potentially there, there's a number of kids. I know they're still maybe looking to see if they want to come in on January 2nd. Uh, offensive line. Hey, offensive line. Look at that. We, we discussed in a prior episode uh, that Florida State would like to take um, a, a, another probably two high school linemen and another two JUCO slash transfers on the offensive line. I think they should take two two JUCO slash transfers and one more high school lineman. But if they want to take two, I, I probably shouldn't try to be that guy who says, "Hey, Florida State, don't don't take any more more offensive linemen." Right? I mean, we'll we'll take anybody who can come. Essentially, um, Ira Henry is is number one on the list here. He's out of out, out of St. Louis. Look, this is a Trinity kid out of St. Louis. Really good program. Illinois hired their head coach to literally be a coach on staff. That's a big deal. He's made big-time waves for Illinois in the East St. Louis area in terms of recruiting. Henry, though, from what I understand, is basically an Auburn-Florida State battle. I I mean, some people think Illinois is hard in this. We'll see. He's one of those kids who I have not thought that Illinois has been as involved for. Right, not not that he, that they're not involved at all, but I, I I think this is more of an Auburn Florida State battle. 
He did name Auburn his leader at one point last week, but that, at the same time, uh, was coming off of an Auburn visit, so that's not unusual. Florida State, in my opinion, has just as much need uh, as far as early playing time, the, the potential to offer it, that Auburn does. And, and so we'll have to see if Florida State can make that good connection, if if Greg Fry can get in there and and, re- and really lock that down. Um, Florida State has, has done a pretty good job recruiting him from what I understand. And I, I think they're going to have a legitimate shot to land him come National Signing Day. Henry, in, in, in this group of, of guys I'm going to talk about, is one of three who can actually play offensive tackle. Uh, or excuse me, one of two who can play offensive tackle. The, the, the second kid, is who I'll speak about in a second, is not somebody who can. He's strictly an interior player. But Henry definitely has the length to play offensive tackle. But he could also play play on the interior. Um, you know, if you, if you get four high school guys in this class after signing four last year, I, I do believe that still gives you a chance to go out and pitch early playing time to, to the truly elite level prospects uh, next year that, that you need to land at this position, specifically at the tackle position, because you need to get some guys next year who can be ready to play at a, a decently high level as second-year players in the 2021 season. I know that seems like forever off, but realistically here, that's what a, a, a rebuild of this type looks like up front. Uh, the second guy on my list for offensive line official visitors this weekend is Kamar Bell. He's out of Colquitt County. That's kind of just up the road from Tallahassee, a, a real powerhouse program. Kamar Bell was at their camp over the summer. Um, not going to lie, I was not blown away uh, by him. He, he looked a little bit heavy to me. And, and at the time, Florida State had a lot of momentum with really elite-level prospects nationally. Uh, and so that they did not offer Bell at the time, and they really didn't show him a whole lot of love. And I don't think they were wrong in that approach because Kamara Bell was not a kid they were going to take over the summer considering where they were sitting in the recruiting rankings. I think they were like number three at the time and they were really kicking butt. Unfortunately, you went five and seven this year. Your whole offensive line fell apart, really kind of spiraled out of control and caused a lot of their issues. Um, And so now you do have to drop down in terms of the level of prospect uh, who you're interested in also who is interested in you. Uh, Auburn has also recruited Bell very heavily. I, I, I think it's going to take some work to get him away from Auburn. But at the same time, I believe Kamar is willing to give Florida State a, a legitimate look. I know he's very excited about this visit. You know, he, he said he's got a bunch of family coming down as well. So we'll see how they can do here. I, I definitely think he's a player who could help Florida State, but I'm not going to lie to y'all about the level of player that he is. I, I think he's probably like, like a high three-star level player. I, I don't I mean, I'll, I'll Google him real quick to see what he's, what they had him rated. Yeah, okay. So like a uh, 0.88, that's, yeah. Uh, like a top 40 guard nationally. That, that seems probably about right. Uh, so yeah, m- most people there are thinking Auburn. We'll see what kind of impression Florida State can make on him. And then the number three guy is Darius Washington. He's a Mississippi State commit. Again, he's a guy that Florida State liked over the summer and and throughout the process, but not somebody who was good enough to play for them 
considering the the level of prospect they were they were they were actually in good for over the summer before the season just you know totally went south. Florida State you know, more recently has made a move on on him. I think that, that realistically they could have made a move on him a couple weeks earlier, but that's a judgment call. You, know, you, you kind of got to see where you are with, with some of these other tackles and, and, and see what happens. Darius is not a huge kid. Now, a couple things here. Number one, I think he's a really good high school football player, and he does have some upside. Number two, he has not confirmed with me that he's going to be in for an official. Certainly, the Florida State offer was very big for him. Um, you know, he, he posted some, some very encouraging stuff on Twitter. Florida State is hopeful that he comes in, but he's not somebody who they said, "Hey, he's definitely coming in." At least not to me. Maybe some other, maybe some other outlets confirm that he's coming in. I think they're hopeful that he comes in. He's a Pensacola kid. Certainly, he's seen Mississippi State multiple times. He's seen Miami multiple times. I, I think he'll give Florida State a look. This is also a teammate of uh, Keyshawn Hilton, and <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, excuse me, a, a former teammate, rather, of Keyshawn Hilton and somebody who, who Florida State does like. And I, I think he would be a good take considering the, the status of the offensive line position. Time for a quick uh, number three ad read here, and that is for Resolution Home Loans. Resolution Home Loans is your spot to get a home loan. I got mine through them. It's awesome. 14 or 15 Nolcast listeners now in, in about a year have done so as well. Tremendous Google ratings, and it's a no-loan business. When you call 844-FSU loan, you deal with Shannon. You deal with Chad. They're diehard Knowles. They, they, they love supporting the show. They love supporting you. I just sent out another batch of T-shirts to, to people who have, have had the uh, have had their loan through the Nolcast loan program, and uh, very excited about that with Resolution Home Loans, 844-FSU loan or FSUHomeLoans.com. Real excited about our continued partnership with those guys and uh, real excited about Quayshawn Fuller coming in. Quayshawn Fuller is actually already an FSU commit, but uh, he's a high-level prospect with a lot of upside and multiple programs have tried to flip him down the stretch. He, he has stayed true to his co- commitment up until this point, and uh, he'll, be, he'll be there with his mom. This is about the second time in a month that he and his mom have been on campus. They actually made it up for an unofficial visit uh, on the big uh, visit weekend that Florida State had before the early signing period. Now, we know that Alabama is trying to get him to come on a visit on the final day or the final weekend before National Signing Day. We don't know if Alabama is going to have room to actually offer him a spot. Bama is kind of recruiting at a level right now, which is just, even though their entire staff turned over, somehow they seem to be just still killing it and reeling in all these kids. Uh, at last check, they the only guy who was not a three or not a four or five star in their class was the kicker. Literally, like 26 out of 27 were four and five stars. So pretty impressive there. <laughs> but uh, but I, I think Florida State feels like they're in a good spot with Fuller. They'll like to talk to him about you know, his, his continued progression with, with his body, where he fits in with the defense, and also talk about academics down the stretch and, and, and see where he fits in academically, what he wants to study, etc. The other guy they're going to talk to is Charles Moore. Charles Moore, pretty nice-looking defensive lineman who was at the Under Armour All-American game. He's out of Mississippi. Uh, 
They're going to look to, to try and sway him. Certainly Auburn is very involved with Charles Moore. LSU is going to get a visit on the on the final weekend. I can't honestly tell you how good FSU sits with him right now. I think we're going to learn a lot about that based on his interactions with the staff during his official visit. But we'll we'll see. I'm not putting him in the class, but if, if they if they somehow do a great job on him, show him the depth chart, say, hey, we really need you here. Are you going to play a lot as a freshman? No. Could you play a lot as a sophomore? Potentially, yes. He's a powerful dude and and, and guy who I, I think can have some explosion for you as well. Um, to me, he profiles, I think, more as a defensive tackle, but we'll see how he progresses. All right, linebacker. So, first of all, some good news. Uh, two guys who are actually already committed, and one, or actually two have already signed, are going to be in trying to recruit their future teammates. So, that's uh, Kalen Deloach and also uh, Kevon Glenn. Are, they're already signed. They're, they're, they're done. Now, they have not enrolled already, but anyway. Um, those guys are going to be there. Now, who is actually going to be help, or who are they looking to recruit? Two dudes. Number one, Shimon Cooper, again, out of St. Louis Trinity. He's committed to Illinois. He committed to Illinois during the Under Armour All-America game. But that was always the plan, and the plan, additionally, was always to take visits following that. Florida State, I think, is the number one team who's a legitimate threat to flip Cooper away from Illinois. He's a pretty good football player, a, a, a guy who can really run around, do some things. I, I spoke with him over the summer when he was at the uh, the Under Armour Chicago camp, I was pretty impressed. I think he fits this defense very well. He can be aggressive. He, he can come downhill and strike. Florida State getting him on campus, he's always liked Florida State a lot. Um, you know, Oklahoma was involved some with him. He took his official visit to Illinois back on December 8th. Now, this is going to be a tough pull because, look, legitimately here, Illinois hired his high school coach. Now, I'm not saying that's the only reason you hired his high school coach, because Trinity's a powerhouse, so it's not just Cooper. But when you do that, the expectation is that you are going to get those elite kids from that program because that trust level and because that coach literally built Trinity up uh, from, from nothing into a powerhouse in the St. Louis area. So it's going to be tough. They're going to have to say, hey, playing time, playing time, playing time higher level of competition, and just a different level of program. Ordinarily, you know, Florida State would flip a kid from a school like Illinois, you know, like that. Uh, but when you hire the coach, that's a little bit different level of, of relationship. Um, so we'll have to see what happens with that. I know Florida State would like to take three, or excuse me, would like to take four high school linebackers. They currently have three. Uh, the other one who, who they're very interested in and, and who they think is going to come in on an official visit, but I'm not going to lie to you, I, I won't really buy this until there's boots on the ground, is Eugene Asante. Asante is a kid with really nice highlight film, very explosive, runs around, makes a ton of plays, can come downhill, can strike, and can cover in space. Virginia kid, most people here, I think if you pulled them, would say Virginia Tech is the most likely landing spot for him. But we know that TCU is also very interested. We know that North Carolina is interested. Will he visit Florida State this weekend? Will he visit UNC this weekend, which is a little bit closer to home? I think we'll have to see. He's definitely one of those kids, though, that Florida State believes they can get in 
this weekend. And then if they do, I think they're going to have a decent shot at it. You know, things at Virginia Tech right now, I know a lot of folks are, are very down on Florida State fan-wise, but Virginia Tech is having a, a mass exodus of players. I mean, they just lost their, uh, I think their starting running back and the guy who uh, was their starting quarterback against Florida State before he went down uh, in, in, the, in the, the second game of the season. So, yeah, that's going to be very interesting to, uh, to to follow to see if Eugene Asante will actually get in town. Um, defensive back-wise, Brendan Gant could come in on an on official visit the weekend. I, I, excuse me, this weekend I was told. The, the, the DB this weekend I'm really going to be watching is going to be Nick Cross. You know, will, will Nick Cross end up at Penn State this weekend? There were some rumors that on his Snapchat or Instagram Live or something like that, that, that he was actually at Maryland uh, on, what it would be, Thursday night, I believe it was, or maybe Wednesday night. Uh, we'll see. That, that would probably be an unofficial to Maryland in, unless he went on, on like a midweek official. Certainly Cross is still actively recruiting for Florida State. Penn State is, is a school that thinks they can make a real move on him. We know that his dad prefers Penn State, so we'll have to see how that all works out. But Nick Cross is an elite-level safety who Florida State has had committed for you know a pretty long time in their class, and that would certainly be a big blow if they were to lose him. He's, all, he's already taken his visit to Florida State um, and did so over the summer before he committed Florida State trying to utilize a couple of those early official visits that they're not a huge fan of, but if a kid wants to do it before he commits, certainly that makes a lot of sense. And so FSU's going to have to try to hold on here uh, with, with Nick Cross, but that's not a not really a new thing. Um, the other guy to, to watch this weekend, I want to see where Jay Ward ends up. He put out a top four that has LSU, Texas A&M, Kentucky, and Florida State in it. To me, he's got two official visits left. He has not taken one to Kentucky. He's not taken one to Florida State. I think he'll either be at Florida State this weekend or next weekend. I, I, I do anticipate that they'll get him in on one of those two. I would probably rather have or Ward in on the final weekend because you might have a little bit more clarity about what happens with Nick Cross, right? Does he flip to Penn State? Does he not? If he stays with, with Florida State, you may not have as good of a chance to get Jay Ward out of Colquitt County, who's more of a, a corner, uh, the, you know, Cross being a safety. But depth chart-wise, Florida State already has so many commits in this class at DB. Um, you know, we'll see if, if, if that matters to Ward. Maybe he goes to Kentucky this weekend, but I, I do think unless he unless he goes to Kentucky this weekend and commits to Kentucky, that he's a pretty good bet to be there in, in Tallahassee on, on the final weekend, unless they get him in this weekend. And who knows? His teammate, uh, Kamar Bell, is coming down this weekend. So, as is uh, Nick Fitzgerald, who's a kicker at, at, at a Colquitt County. Um, Florida State needs to take a kicker either this class or next class. They're still going to have a Guayo on scholarship this year. So ideally, you know, you, you potentially want to take one in the next class. But if you find room in this class, maybe you go ahead, take the kicker, redshirt him, and, and then get four years at him. I don't judge kickers, to be honest. I, I don't know enough about how to scout kickers. I'm not going to sit here and BS y'all. I assume if a school like Florida State likes him, he's probably a pretty good kicker. It, it's been a while since they just uh, you know since they just took a kid based on um, a recommendation of, of somebody. I'm not going to get into that story. I can't tell that one. 
so yeah, looks like it'll be a pretty good visit weekend coming up for Florida State. We'll have updates certainly on on Tomahawk Nation, and uh, and we'll have a recap podcast uh, early next week about how the visits went, what we think is going to happen. Will there be commitments out of this weekend? I think it's possible, but not necessarily guaranteed. It wouldn't shock me at all if some of these kids do want to end up waiting until National Signing Day to have their moment, especially have their moment with their teammates. A lot of these guys will be announcing at their schools, but uh, there may be some some silent commitments or, or, or commitments that are made to the staff, but they want they want the staff to hold it so they can announce, you know, and still have a little bit of that drama and have their moment. That's no problem. Okay, a couple couple final kids here. Um, this is a note for next weekend, and these are kids who are we don't think are coming in this weekend. Uh, we know John Reese Plumley is is expected to be in on the final weekend. That's the quarterback out of Mississippi. He's still committed to Georgia, but Georgia, as we've discussed on this podcast several times, wants him to blue shirt. Blue shirt meaning that you would enroll um, without a scholarship in your first semester, and then then you'd get one. Uh, you know, once you've been on the roster for a while, it, it, it's an accounting practice, basically, more than anything. Uh, there's another kicker they they have coming in uh, who actually don't have his name, but I was told they have another kicker lined up maybe for the next weekend. Um, there's a running back actually out of Georgia who just decommitted from NC State. I love his film. Jameis Griffin. If you, if you want to watch an exciting highlight film, go watch Jameis Griffin. I think Florida State can get him in on the final weekend, and I think they're going to have a decent shot. Uh, to get him. Of course, Georgia Tech is also going to be a school to look out for there with Coach Jeff Collins. He's come in and, and he started offering a whole lot of kids at Georgia Tech to see if they can get him in. Obviously, there's a huge roster flip that you have to you have to do at Georgia Tech following your triple option uh, changeover. Uh, and then Travis Jay is yet to take an official visit. I think he's going to be in on the final weekend um, if if I heard right. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm expecting on the final weekend, but there's also a possibility that they have some other names pop up on that final weekend. There's a slight possibility that they have somebody else pop up this weekend and no, I don't know who that is. So I'm not trying to say, Oh, there's a, there's a mystery recruit or a secret recruit that I can't tell you about. That's not the case. I'm just saying there's some chance that they they get somebody else to come in who they like, who they're trying to keep real, real quiet. Uh, And that's, it certainly happened in, in previous years as well. So we'll be on the lookout look out for that. And uh, next weekend there will be a couple more class of 2019s, and yet uh, we'll also have a lot of 2020s coming in who they've been offering and, and who I know are coming up to visit. I, I was at the, uh, the Florida Fire and the South Florida Express tryouts this weekend. A lot of those kids were, uh, were pretty excited about going up to visit Florida State for their junior day. So... Um, yeah, looking forward to that, and we will uh, we'll talk again very soon. Thanks for listening to the Nolcast, and I hope keep this short enough to where you can digest it and uh, get filled in on the recruiting weekend. So, take care, y'all.